Hey everyone, this is the Loose Cannon, David McBee, and welcome to another exciting edition of This is the XFL 2020. And guys, I hate to say this, but unfortunately we're going to have to rename the show next week. It's going to become known as This Was the XFL 2020, as the XFL filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. And the XFL, unfortunately guys, it's not going to be... No more. It looks like it's come to an end. Of course, uh, there were some signs last week that something was in the works as uh, the XFL fired all of its employees without any severance packages on Friday after having to cancel the remainder of its inaugural season due due to the coronavirus. And a lot of different stories, a lot of stuff all over social media on what happened, what caused it. Guys, this was the coronavirus caused the end of the XFL because it's really a story of two organizations, the WWE and the XFL, and I think the struggles of what of how the coronavirus has impacted the WWE ultimately also ended impacting the XFL. Um, of course, looking at the filing, the Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing, a lot of creditors mentioned including the XFL's head coaches. Uh, looks like Bob Stoops, uh, a little over $1 million um, that, that they owe him. Uh, Tampa Bay Vipers, Mark Trestman, uh, $777,777. So lucky number seven for Mark Trestman. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks, Jonathan Hayes, $633,333, and then all the other coaches, 583333 each. Of course, the owners of the stadium leases, including the St. Louis uh, Sports Commission, uh, ended up being the XFL's number one creditor, $1.6 million owed. And the new Meadowlands Stadium Company, owner of MetLife Stadium, uh, $368,000. Also kind of looking through the filing, uh, a lot of other creditors, including uh, the official hat partner, 47 brand, 846,000. Ticketmaster, 650-something thousand. Big Game USA, uh, that was the group that made the uh, league ball, 217,000. So, you know, a lot of interesting things coming out in the filing, too, because the XFL uh, was funded through a company called Alpha Entertainment, and when this league started, we were initially told that uh, Vince McMahon was publicly, uh, of course, he had publicly pledged to back this attempt at football with his own cash, upwards of $500 million. However, breaking down the filing, it looked like the uh, Class B shares, 23.5%, uh, was owned by the WWE. So... The companies were uh, intertwined. Uh, there was a financial uh, backing that the WWE had in buying some Clash B shares of Alpha Entertainment, which ended up funding the XFL. Um, of course, you, you know, even before the season started, the WWE was having some issues. Uh, two weeks before the uh, launch on February 8th, uh, McMahon was getting questioned about the involvement of the WWE in with the XFL. Uh, you know, his double duty as owner of the XFL and leader of the WWE was questioned by Walmart analysts. Uh, you know, um, when the league uh, launched on February 8th, the prior two weeks before that, the WWE share price dropped 
And then two days prior to that on an earnings call, analysts from J.P. Morgan and Citigroup pressed McMahon on the connection between the XFL and the WWE. And, of course, McMahon's response was the XFL was completely separate from the WWE. Uh, He said it's run by itself, and there's no investment in uh, WWE. They were completely separate entities. Uh, However, uh, you know, after researching the filings, SEC filings, in 2018 and 19, it disclosed WWE received an equity share in Alpha Entertainment in exchange for the XFL name and shared services. So... The XFL did have partial, I mean, the WWE had partial ownership in the XFL. But, you know, I think you can ultimately look at, you know, the coronavirus had shut a lot of stuff down. And the WWE has been dramatically impacted by the coronavirus. The WWE, they make their money, you know, touring, doing you know, their uh, house shows that they do on a weekly basis. Also, they got Monday Night Raw. They got NXT. They have live crowds for those shows. SmackDown, their pay-per-views. And the biggest pay-per-view of all, WrestleMania, just went off just recently, about a week ago, and did not have any fans attend this year because, because of coronavirus, unable to have anyone attend. So right now, the WWE is hemorrhaging a lot of money due to the lost revenue that they are not getting due to the coronavirus. And what this is ultimately do is I think Vince McMahon had to take a look at this and say, hey, the WWE is going through some rough times. Do I really need to be throwing uh, $500 million at a startup football league? Uh, And when you look at McMahon's value, this little venture that he's been on has really impacted his value, which is still, it's an incredible amount. I mean, I would love to just have 10% of it, but, you know, 18 months ago, McMahon was worth $3.3 billion. Uh, that's according to Forbes. Right now, he's r- worth roughly half of that at $1.9 billion, according to Forbes. So he's lost about $1.4 billion of his worth uh, just in the last 18 months. And a lot of that is due to the stock of the WWE going down and really now, you know, with the WWE having some financial issues, he had to go ahead and close out the XFL. Um, of course, really, just really tough news for the XFL because the league had been doing doing a great job. Uh, you know, it got off. Of course, the XFL got off to a hot start from viewership. They drew you know, over 3 million viewers in week one. By the time week five rolled around, that number had been cut in half. But there were still a lot of signs of life. And the league, the attendance was staying consistent. Uh, Stayed a little over 18,000 for the year. The ratings, while it dropped from a, you know, 3.1 in week one to a 1.2 in week five, Overall, the average for the season was still a 1.9, which their goal was 1.5. So it was they were performing well. The football, uh, you know, was solid. It was getting better on a weekly basis. Uh, Big time fan support in some cities. Uh, The St. Louis BattleHawks. You know, of course, we're in North Central Arkansas, so St. Louis was the closest team in proximity to us. So we really followed the BattleHawks. And the Battlehawks, not only did they have a good two, team at 3-2 and two on the season, 
but they had reportedly sold 45,000 tickets to their next game before the league shutdown. Uh, they, you know, most teams only had the bottom tiers of the big stadiums opened. In St. Louis, they actually opened it up because they were selling more tickets. So 45,000 tickets that was sold for their next game, and now the league, of course, being shut down for the uh, coronavirus. So, you know, this does mean the end for the XFL, and it's a, it's a tough thing for the XFL right now. Um, you know, it looks like right now they're saying the XFL has assets and liabilities. They're in the range of 10 to 50 million. So, you know, going to be some big time losses. Uh, of course, reading the XFL statement, you know, and I'll just read it real quick. The XFL quickly captured the hearts and imaginations of millions of people who love football. Fortunately, as a new enterprise, we were not insulated from the harsh economic impacts and uncertainties caused by COVID 19 crisis. Accordingly, we have filed a voluntary petition for relief under Chapter 11. Uh, this is a heartbreaking time for many, including our fans, players, and staff, and many Americans who rallied uh, to the XFL for the love of football. And I think that comment pretty much just just says it all. But we kind of knew last week something was going on. Uh, XFL Chief Operating Officer Jeffrey Pollock held a, held a conference call with the employees to announce layoffs. Uh, he did not say the league was going out of business, but most people, uh, the uh, what they've told us is the staffers left the call convinced the XFL would not return. Uh, but, you know, with the bankruptcy filing, the league could be sold during the process. But, you know, unfortunately, it has come to an end. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, McMahon, I think, during WrestleMania 36 really began assessing the league. And, you know, the initial, I think like a lot of businesses right now, just seeing how much it was going to be impacted. You know, was this just going to last a few weeks? Would it be something that we could come back later in the fall or next spring and do? And unfortunately, just not going to be able to. So the XFL has come to an end. But it wasn't the player's fault, in my opinion. It was not the league's fault. It was just simple economics that's impacting a lot of America right now. And it's very unfortunate because this was a league that had a chance, a true chance. Uh, Oliver Luck, the commissioner, did a fantastic job with this, uh, with this league. And, you know, think about how far it came. In January 2018 is when the announced return was. And the two years in development – they they really put it together. There was new rules. There was new innovations. There was a lot of things that were done in the XFL that I think a lot of people are going to pick up on it. Um, you know, I think if it w- there wouldn't have been a pandemic, the league would have returned in 2021. Um, you know, the I thought Oliver Luck did a fantastic job. He gave it. Football credibility, and this league was a football-centric approach, and it didn't have the gimmicks that the original XFL. Um, I thought the XFL had a great game plan. I thought Luck and Director of Football Operations, uh, uh, Sam Schwarstein, they some of the innovations that came really helped change the game. XFL games were running about 15 minutes quicker 
then uh, NFL contest. Uh, the rules to maximize kickoffs, improve the point after attempts were, I thought, very popular. Uh, I think the NFL competition committee, they said they were really studying a lot of the rules that they were doing closely. But the XFL was kind of undone by the quality of play. Uh, you know, the quarterback play did struggle in the first couple weeks, except for uh, a young man by the name of P.J. Walker, who's now gone on to the NFL and I think that's the thing you can really notice. In the original XFL, when that when that team league ended, not very many guys got picked up by the NFL. You know, Tommy Maddox was one of them. Steelers picked him up, went on, and ended up having a comeback uh, player of the year year. But besides that, there wasn't a lot of players that they came back. You look at this league, you got P.J. Walker's already been picked up. You got, you know, Tua, uh, the throwing Samoan, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not Tua, but, <laughs> but uh, Tamau uh, got picked up uh, by uh, Kansas City. So a lot of guys got picked up immediately. Still got every day another XFL's players getting set up. So um, it was improving. I would have loved to have seen how it was going to uh, improve. Um and I think P.J. Walker's got a real uh, chance. He's going to back up uh, Teddy Bridgewater at Carolinas. And the way what happens in the NFL, it could really open up a good opportunity for him. Um, you know, the question now is: After this, will there be uh, ever be another major spring football league? And I'll be honest with you: uh, Barring another billionaire decides he wants to play around with five hundred million dollars. I can't imagine someone that's going to try it anytime soon. Uh, and I think for no other reason than the likelihood of an extended economic downturn. It's going to take a while for the economy to recover from what is happening right now. It's not one of these things where, hey, we could open up in two weeks and the economy is going to be rock and roll like nothing happened. This has been a major impact and I think it's going to take some time to recover. So if there is another spring football league like this, I think it's going to be several years away. Um, and we haven't really seen a a football league that was really viable. The XFL, I thought, was one of the most promising attempts since the USFL in the 1980s. However... It still turns out the last successful alternative football league was the AFL, which merged, of course, with the NFL in 1970. So no one has been figure, able to crack that code, or if there even is a way to crack it, is it available to help it? Uh, I mean, to happen. And of course, there were some challenges coming up. The XFL was about to face a big challenge uh, with March Madness getting ready to start that was really going to compete for viewers. But, unfortunately, the XFL has come to an end. But, you know, we, we had a lot of fun covering it. We're still, you know, I, I, we'd like to go ahead and probably do a recap on uh, some of the different teams, like what we had planned. But this week we thought, uh, of course, I had to fly solo this week, but this week we thought, hey, we just need to go ahead and talk about what exactly has happened. But the XFL has come to an end, but it was quite a ride to me. It was the extremely fun league. Um, you know, I've gotten a league shirt. I got a Battlehawk shirt, and a, I got an XFL hat in the mail. 
I was wondering why it took so long to get to me. Uh, it was running about two weeks late, and uh, I think probably because they're cutting down on staffing. So, uh, you know, get your XFL merchandise while you're still able to. Uh, I'm going to hold mine. I am really, really wish I could have got to go see a St. Louis Battlehawks game, but unfortunately it just wasn't meant to be due to the coronavirus. So the coronavirus gets its first uh, victim, professional sports league victim, the XFL is no more. But the XFL, this was the XFL show, will continue on as we're going to recap uh, all the different teams and kind of talk about the highs and the lows of each team. Then I think we might do a little blast from the past and go back and talk about the original XFL. So stay tuned here for we're still going on. The XFL is in it, but we're going to keep rocking and rolling right here on This Was the XFL. You guys have a great week and Go out and be safe.